0: Hello, welcome to Astrology Odyssey. I'm your host, Angela. Yes, this is an astrology podcast, but today I want to have a conversation, and a lot of people may think, well, what does that have to do with astrology? (laughs) But I think it's important um, sometimes for us to step back and think about what it is to be human and how difficult it is sometimes for us to navigate our humanness. We're so hard on ourselves. We pick ourselves apart, and this ends up getting projected onto others as well. And we're so hard on them, and we pick them apart, and we're just looking for flaws. And in this process, we also are constantly trying to project a picture of, you know, perfectness or, you know, flawlessness. And um, I mean, just making a podcast, we sit for hours editing, you know, the audio after we get done recording it. And today I don't want to edit this at all. I want it to just be a conversation. And if there's a bunch of ums or whatever, then so be it. Because I want to talk about this, these concepts of persona and shadow and all of these things that we hear about and maybe we don't really understand how they're showing up for us. Or what do we really have the capacity to change or evolve? And um, how do these things affect those around us? All of these kinds of topics. You know, I can start with a personal story. 2023 was a really difficult year for me. It opened up with a breakup and I navigated the year with a broken heart and it was really tough And in that process, I learned a lot about myself and about the other person and relationships and, you know, what we believe, what we tell ourselves, the stories that we tell ourselves. I learned a lot about pain and heartbreak and being vulnerable and not hiding. These things all are tied to the archetypes. When we talk about archetypes in astrology, we're talking about these patterns of human behavior that we then have consolidated into these characters that represent those aspects of who we are as humans that are represented within our consciousness. So, it is all related to astrology, psychology, philosophy. We can relate these topics all back to those those things. Um, so this idea of the archetypes, typically when we talk about the archetypes, like Aries, for example, the first zodiac sign, and we talk about the ruler of Aries, Mars, in the first house, which is the natural home of Aries, we talk about this archetype as something that's static, that Aries is A, B, C, D, and that's just the way it is. And, you know, we don't consider the idea that if we as humans are here, or we're souls who are having a human experience for the purpose of evolving, for evolving what really? Well, ultimately our consciousness, our awareness, expanding it beyond the limits that it was held within. Right. And so, and I'm not going to edit out that right. <laughs> when I say that, I I mean, are you with me? I guess, um, bad habit. So, um, that consciousness that we're trying, that's what we're trying to expand. And if we are expanding our own consciousness and our own awareness and our own understanding, that's going to impact how we see and understand these archetypes, which represent our human consciousness in these characters, in these, you know, whatever term you want to use. Um, I like the term character because we're trying to boil them down to something that's understandable for us. They represent humans, you know, particular types of humans. That's why we call them archetypes. They're this overarching idea of a particular type. And the truth is, if we're evolving, then they are evolving as well. And when I say that, what I mean is if I expand my consciousness, then my understanding of say the archetype of Scorpio can then be expanded. My understanding of it is at a different perspective. And so therefore that acts upon that archetype itself and the archetype it itself is expanded so it's it's a really unique uh thing that's occurring you know we're evolving ourselves individually and as more and more of us evolve then human consciousness itself expands and evolves and this in turn impacts everything that we're perceiving through that awareness, through that consciousness. And I've just found that very fascinating and I thought of this just recently and I wanted to just have a conversation about that and how can we use this knowledge to then improve our experience of this life and navigate through things like heartbreak and other challenges that we face on a day-to-day basis? Well, first of all, it ties us back to the idea or concept of self-definition. Part of what holds us back as individuals is our own self-definition. We have concepts of who we are, and these can be quite rigid sometimes. And this ties back to our karmic past in evolutionary astrology. When we say we're coming in and we're not coming in as blank slates, we have a past that we bring in with us. And often these definitions, these self-definitions that we have for ourselves are tied to that karmic past which is no longer serving in so many ways where there are things from our past that are beautiful gifts that we can bring forward to help us in the future or help us now but there's so much there that also needs to be let go of and released and having rigid self-definition is one of the things that keeps us stuck. And so we experience these things like heartbreak, loss, um, being challenged by people on a day to day basis to force us back within ourselves to look at the, the way that we're defining ourselves and see how it is tied to past beliefs and past behavior patterns that no longer serve. And then we're challenged to evolve those and change them. And that's where the evolutionary astrology comes in. It allows us to gain a deeper understanding of the archetypes at play within our natal chart, which all of them are, but obviously some are emphasized over others for each individual. So, for example, as I had stated in previous discussions about Pluto representing the soul and where Pluto is located, says this is where your soul has been doing work for many lifetimes. Then as that archetype that Pluto represents, so, for example, we used, uh, I think, second house Pluto as an example before. This is Taurus. So your soul's been in Taurus. So that means that a lot of those self definitions or aspects of the self definition within you as a person with the Pluto second house are tied to that Taurus archetype. Then understanding that Taurus archetype at a deeper level, understanding the Light and dark, the shadow aspects at a deeper level helps you to shed light on what you're doing. How is this impacting you on a day-to-day basis? But first and foremost, you have to be willing to be honest with yourself. You have to be willing to look at yourself and say, yeah, these things are not working for me. I can see a pattern here of how I'm relating to others, and now I want to understand why am I relating to others in that way. Well, if we're talking about a Pluto second house person, evolutionary astrology is saying that you, as a soul, have been concerned with survival, literal survival. And there may be a tendency to get stuck in survival mode. So this can limit your experience of life itself, but also of others. You may limit your view and perspective of others based on what you deem important to survive. And this is tied to so many things. This is tied to that karmic baggage that you came in with. It's tied to the early childhood experiences and how you were conditioned as a child to believe what was important for survival. Or for some of us, what you had to do in order to survive that environment. So that gets us into the conversation of attachment styles, etc. Things of that nature that can then limit how you experience other people. Because now you may have picked up beliefs that, well, I can't trust others. Um, I can't trust myself, etc. Because when I was a child and I tried to navigate my life at home and I showed emotions, I was put down for that. I was literally shut down. I was told that that's not a good thing. And... I was treated like there was something wrong with me if I tried to share my emotions. So then we can see a person who may develop avoidant behaviors who, you know, isn't comfortable expressing their emotions or feels like it, their emotional needs are absolutely 100% their responsibility and they cannot expect somebody else to help them meet those emotional needs. And so therefore they don't ask for help meeting those emotional needs and that limits how they experience life and now limits how they experience others as well. And this is tied to their very survival because of what occurred in their childhood. And so this is something that a second house Pluto person could deal with in addition to possible literal survival of not having enough, physical material resources to survive not having enough food not having a safe environment etc so we can see that this second house pluto person may come into adulthood and now they have their own life they've managed to gather you know sufficient resources to pay their bills they they have a good job etc but they realize that their relationships are not what they would like them to be, that the relationships are, you know, um, start out good possibly and end up badly and there's, and they can begin to see patterns, but perhaps they're not really sure why. And they're not tying it back to this Pluto placement and wherever their South node is, which will definitely impact the South node will also have an impact here and we can get into that in another conversation. Um, but they're not able to tie it back to that and then see how can I now evolve this area of my life through moving from this, um, shadow aspect within the Taurus and gaining some balance by heading over toward the opposite Um, archetype in Scorpio, and come to some kind of balance point. And then through that navigation from Taurus toward Scorpio, evolving those self-definitions, and loosening that rigidity around what is necessary for survival? Am I limiting myself? Am I limiting my life? Limiting my experiences um, of life and of others, or my viewpoint of others, etc., because I'm not questioning. My beliefs, my behaviors, my values, this is Taurus, right? Inner Venus, my value system around what is necessary or valuable for survival. So this is one example of how we can relate it back to the astrology, back to evolutionary astrology, these concepts that I wanted to talk about today in terms of just being human and understanding consciousness and evolution itself. And, um, you know, it hasn't been a perfect conversation relating it back to my own personal story. I shared, I said, um, previously I learned, but the truth is I'm still learning and we all are. And it's not a perfect, um, linear or linear progression. It is, um, two steps forward and one step back, sometimes one step forward and one step back. And we, get stuck and then we lurch forward very cardinal element there very cardinal energy there um so it hasn't been perfect i am still evolving and learning just like everybody else and i hope that you can see through this conversation how the study of astrology particularly systems similar to evolutionary astrology and other spiritual approaches can teach you more about being human and how valuable it can be to challenge you and help you move forward and show you the roadmap through your birth chart forward or the possible because there are various possibilities within the birth chart that you can take. There are possibilities in terms of the avenues and roads and detours etc that you as a person can take in order to move forward and evolve yourself and evolve your life and change your life um anyway i think we've come to the end of the conversation i feel like this was a good starting point um for that and i hope that you found it valuable and that it will help to navigate us along this astrology odyssey.